Welcome. To Arcade Audio. Don't you ever say I just walked away. I will always want you. I forgot these words. Doesn't matter though. I will always want you. Welcome to this week's episode of Married with Movies. I'm one of your hosts, Samantha Mullet. Sitting next to me on the couch is your other host, my beautiful husband, Chris Mullet. Ho, ho, ho. Don't call me a ho. How about three times? That was the lamest comeback ever. You're supposed to talk. <laughs> I had nothing. I was like... Yeah, because you knew I was right. Man, his. A day, it's what it's a day, a week, a month, it's been a year. (laughs) This is a podcast. I am a human being. I'm next to another one. It is almost 2023. (sighs) Isn't that insane to think about? It isn't, it isn't. I forget what I was listening to today. Oh, I was listening to um, another movie podcast. uh, You listen to a different movie podcast? Yeah. We were talking about how I don't listen to our own show, I listen to other ones. Um, and they were talking about like the award season and stuff, and they were talking about how Emancipation is not getting nominated for anything. And they're like, this is the first big, you know, push since Will Smith slapped Chris Rock at the Oscars. And they're like, that was this year. <laughs> it feels like a decade ago already. Wow. But that said, it's December of 2023, and I can't believe the year of 2022. 2022. I can't believe the year is already over. Yeah. It's time is a flat circle. Matthew McConaughey taught us that in True Detective season one, and he was right. Um, if you're new here, we are married and we have movies and we talk about both those things in equal irritating and hilarious fashions. (laughs) And it is the holiday season, which for a family that has a six-year-old child that work very busy full-time jobs, it's a fun time for us. Sarcasm. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Like, I, yeah. Yep. Yep. So we're recording two episodes tonight, so don't expect, uh, and we don't have anything really to report on that we've watched, right? I don't think no, we've watched anything new as of late. I, I've watched several things, but it's just like re-watching stuff. We've been putting a lot of Christmas movies on as we've been wrapping presents and getting, getting ready for the, the house holidays, ready. So we watched Julian into the season. We watched National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. We watched A Christmas Story. We watched Home Alone, Home Alone 2. Um, we, we watched the 10 Lasso Christmas episode. Re, uh, re, I rewatched Muppet Christmas Carol, kind of. Um, I was asleep for most of it with Jillian. Although I did watch most of it the, the previous night. Um, yeah, that, that's been the bulk and skull of it. <laughs> say from now on. Instead of the long and short, that's the bulk and skull of it. That's my new phrase. I like that. Uh, yeah, that's what, that's what kind of year it's been, guys. Yeah. Uh, there is some new stuff. So, uh, update on... Like the movie league, uh, we're crushing it as expected. We are currently like four hundred points in the lead, and recording this the day before the Critics Choice Award nominations come out, which we are going to dominate between 
Black Panther, Glass Onion, Everything Everywhere All at Once, and Top Gun Maverick. I don't know why these people let us have all this. And they still stupid. had money for four other movies, but we did. They stupid. Well, to be fair, only two of them had done it before. <laughs> so To be fair. And those two, those two teams are going to finish in last. <laughs> uh, Zachary's got a chance. Rich and Charlie might finish in last. <laughs> also, Sorry, Rich. great, great time. I'm in the, the playoffs of our yeah, fantasy no, 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 football league. I'm in there. You're not. I'm not. No. I, Rich I is will in. Never, I will never play fantasy football. Rich is not in. Yeah, I know. I said Rich is not. Oh, yeah. I said Rich is, isn't. Yeah, it's you and former guests of the show, Michael Whitten and Augie Artillas, and future guests of the show, Madison Kirby. Um, nope. Yeah, it's Maddie. Not her name. Oh, Madison whatever. <laughs> <laughs> she married Rob whatever. <laughs> um, but yeah, so hopefully in the next, hopefully by the, our last episode of the year, because we're, like I said, we're recording the night before, obviously right now, and we're going to record uh, next week's episode immediately after this. So, um, before our awards show on the Bugs Life episode, we'll hopefully have some reports because I, I want us to try to go to a movie for your birthday, um, if we can. Woo-hoo. It's not going to be, unfortunately, Avatar, because we can't bring our six-year-old to a three-hour Blue People movie. Um, <laughs> I don't know what I was expecting to come out of your mouth, but that was not it. I barely want her to watch an hour-and-a-half Blue People movie at home when she puts the fucking Smurfs on, but... Uh, Banshee's Venice Sharing just at HBO Max. There was a couple other things I was going to highlight to you that were now on Netflix. I was going to ask you, because you will be out of town this upcoming weekend. I will. Uh, you will be going visiting, to see my grandmother. Yep, visiting family down in Miami. So I'm going to have some free time on my hands while I'm wrapping presents and getting the house ready. Mm-hmm. Did you want to see Bullet Train? Yeah, absolutely, okay. I want to see Netflix. Bullet Train. Did you want to see Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio? Absolutely, I do not want to see Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio. Well, you like Pan's Labyrinth. So I, I do. Sure. Okay. So you don't want to see Pinocchio? I do not. So I can watch Pinocchio. Do you want to see Uncharted? That's that. That's a Tom Holland yeah. movie. I know what movie. You don't need to tell me what movie you it paused. is. I do want to see it. Okay. It's on Netflix. So I was trying to, to, you know, stop myself from coming across too strong and wanting to see that movie. Okay. Um, gross. Uh, <laughs> do you want to see RRR? Uh, n- n- no, no, no. You want to see in a three and a half hour Indian movie? Um, and then do you want to see Senior, the Robert Downey Jr. documentary about his father? Uh, Too bad I'm going to watch it without you. Uh, okay. So that's all the stuff I added on Netflix that kind of was newer um, that I noticed. So there's that. I know you want to see Banshees of Inishirin. Uh You already told me you don't want to see The Whale. No. Yep. You already told me you don't want to see Bones and All. Absolutely, I do not. Okay. You don't want to see Tar. No. Okay. So I can try to, if any of those are... Going to be out and about and around. We're of course we're going to watch everything everywhere all at once soon. You told me I can go ahead and watch Elvis. Yeah, yeah, you can okay. watch Elvis out. Um, um, we're going to watch Top Gun Maverick when it hits Paramount Plus. I think I hit. We saw Black Panther. Just trying to make sure I'm covering all of the, like the best picture or like award movie thing. I'll know better tomorrow from Critics Choice what I can and can't watch. So we should have some reporting out for people around the end of the year for some stuff that we have finally managed to watch. I'm also going to try to watch Smile, the horror movie. Yeah, yeah, I don't it. want to watch that. I might try to watch that tomorrow um, with my headphones on. I don't want to creep out the cleaning people as they're here and I'm watching a weird ass. Yeah, I know, but they're going to clean in here and they're going to see it on our big ass TV. Whatever. I'm not watching like like Boogie Nights. Whatever. Uh, anything else? Absolutely not. I was going to wrap the show up. (laughs) We 
didn't even talk about the movie. Uh, For a moment. So this is uh, the first of two um, Christmas movies that we are doing for this year. I think we've kind of settled into a new cadence for that where we're going to do like an actual good Christmas movie. And then as you heard a couple weeks ago, um, we're going to do one of those bad Hallmark or direct-to-DVD Christmas movies that we have plenty of uh, every single year. So this year, I got to pick our Christmas movie and I nominated it and you selected it was the night before the is night today's movie. Before. So Samantha, you will read the box. From the guys who brought you, this is the end and neighbors. Three best friends, one epic party. Oh wow, there's a lot of writing on here. <clears throat> I think it's all over here. It's just this. Well, we have to read this, that. Yeah. Yeah. Seth Rogen, Anthony Mackie, and Joseph Gordon-Levitt are perfect together and absolutely hilarious. Says Eric Eisenberg, Cinema Blend. Did you ever read the night before? For well, he's wearing a Hanukkah sweater. Just <laughs> riling you up. Like, go that's ahead. a huge point in the movie. Just riling you up. Go ahead. That's not fair to do while I'm reading. Ethan, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, Isaac, Seth Rogen, and Chris, Anthony Mackie, have been friends since childhood. And for a decade, their yearly Christmas Eve reunion has been an annual night of debauchery and hilarity. Now that they're entering adulthood, the tradition is coming to an end, and to make it as memorable as possible, they set out to find the Nutcracker Ball, the holy grail of Christmas parties. I, I said th- that right. No, it I- says Nutcracker I thought it was Nutcracker the entire Yeah, I don't think... I don't think it was Nutcracker. I think it was a hard R in the movie. I think it was. That's weird. But I I read it correctly. Okay. So that's nothing. You're good. Which you needed because you were down one nothing. I am down one. In our our reading challenge. challenge. So I think we discussed... I don't know if we discussed it in full when I nominated it and we picked it, but we somehow missed this. We did. It was Which on theaters. It's funny because I think we both really wanted to see it. We did, and we were like, well, why did we miss it? And I'm like, oh, well, it had to have been like when we were pregnant with Jillian or after Jillian was born. And it's like, no, it came out in 2015. It's like, okay, well, it must have been when like we were like moving. It's like, no, we'd already moved. Like, <laughs> there was no, like, no rhyme or reason. There's no rhyme or reason as to why we just didn't go to see this in 2015 like we probably should have. Um, the only thing I could think of is like, we were pretty. Busy, so like November 2015 would have been when I started working for Wells Fargo, like literally like that month. So it was a very busy, hectic month because where I was working. Um, yeah, that's the only thing I can think of as to why we didn't go out and fucking see this. Um, Probably some family stuff, traveling. That's the only thing I can think of. I, I don't know. Because um, back then, like any of the, you know, Frat Pack Apatow movies, even though they were starting to like come down in terms of importance and box office scope, mm-hmm. like this wasn't a big hit necessarily. And I think that's the other thing is why it took us so long to watch it is it hasn't kind of reached you know. It's that, not like it hasn't reached that perennial yeah, Christmas season movie. Well, right. it, well, you know, you're right on both levels. It hasn't reached. What I was talking about was. It's hard for this to be like a repeat watch Christmas movie because if they put it on TV, it's going to get butchered and, and edited off Absolutely. to hell. And you can't watch it with the kids or whatnot. But also, like you were saying, it hasn't reached that 
foil virgin, super bad for getting Sarah Marshall. Like that not infamous the, level. That infamous rewatchable on all the time because it's seasonal, so it limits its amount of replayability throughout the year. And also, it just didn't do that well. I mean, it, it was a $30 million movie that only made $50 million. Or the, the, yeah, so it only made like $20 million. Um, It was kind of not a... a it didn't bomb, but it definitely wasn't like a hit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and it kind of just disappeared. And I think the perception of the film was also that it was, you know, it had kind of divisive in terms of its place in that lineage. So all that said, I dug the shit out I of it. I really liked it. Yeah, you were laughing. Your you were laughing at this harder than I've seen you laugh in a lot of movies. I. Really liked it. I think the reason why I was laughing so hard is because, like, we talk about this a lot, like, the relatability of movies. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't so much that I was relating to it myself, but I was like, oh, this is, like, the 3LK, like, right here. Like, I just thought that it was you, Augie, and Tope, and not because Anthony Mackie was in the movie. But I just felt like that was you guys. And so I enjoyed it even more. You know which one you are? You're absolutely Seth Rogen. I'm absolutely Seth Rogen. I mean, Dougie's parents are dead. <laughs> oh, man. God forbid. That's fine. They each, to, they each probably want to kill the other one anyway. <laughs> um, I mean, we can make it Tope. But no, of course, Tope has to be Anthony Mackie because he's the one on steroids. Um, well, yeah. 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 Uh, the athletic no, one this, of the group. This no. feels exactly how it should. It is an, it's, it's one of these movies. Yeah. An R-rated comedy. But at Christmas time, like it, exactly. it lived up to every expectation that I had, and it still was able to be laugh out loud funny. I, a it had bit, some surprises, some, some surprises, some heartwarming mm-hmm, Christmas mm-hmm. spirit to it. It's got a lot of fucking talented people in it. It's like, got so many. Talented this is people. a ridiculous cast. Besides the three principals we just mentioned, this movie also has Mindy Kaling, Linz, uh, Lizzie Kaplan. Added to my list, by the way. Um, she is the coolest person. Yeah, she's just she's just awesome. So cool. Uh, Minnie Kaling, Lizzie Kaplan, Michael Shannon, Tracy Morgan, Jillian Bell, uh, James Franco. Eventually, uh, who am I missing? Alana. Um, oh, uh, what's I always, her name? I always mess her name. Alana Gleiser. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's like a ridiculous cast, and it just it it it. it creates its own little niche. It gives them all a little something to do. The the women the women might be a little a, a little underutilized. I think that it's it feels like a Judd Apatow movie. Sure. Like that that I mean like that's what it feels sure. like. We've talked about it before with yeah. the way that women are written and portrayed in those movies. But all but all three of them do get their little like Mindy Keeling gets her little back and forth with Seth Rogen. Lizzie Kaplan is kind of like has to be the straight woman because she's the one that's in like the, the central core you know romantic comedy portion of the movie with mm-hmm. Ju- just Gordon Levitt's character Alana Glazer is definitely like the oddball comedic relief just for the fact that I think the hardest I laugh is the line where her and Anthony Mackie are in the bathroom and she tells him to take a dump when she's like riding him from behind while he's on the toilet he's like what it's just funny um, and then Jillian Bell is just being Jillian Bell. I mean, it's... But, like, also, like, a little restrained. Um, yeah. So they all get their they all get their shine, and then it's down to the other three core performers. I forgot two other ones. Jason Manzukis has a cameo in this oh, movie. Oh, gosh, yes. Oh, there's also the cameo. Jason Manzukis. Uh, the what's other his Jason. Name? 
Jason, oh, what the fuck's his name? The Jason guy from The Daily Show. I know, you know who the fuck he is. Uh, and then you have um, Miley Cyrus. Oh, yeah, Miley Cyrus. Like, Baron Davis, <laughs> randomly. <laughs> I don't think he's even called out by name at any point. Um, yeah, it just, it's a lot of fucking fun. And it's it's funny and it doesn't try to be anything. Jason Jones. Jason Jones, that's his fucking name. One of those white fucking guys from the Daily Show, you know the ones. Um, yeah, it just, yeah. There's no, it, it didn't surprise me. It ends exactly the way you figured it was going to end. Um, it, it wraps up in a nice little bow. It's got some gross out humor. It's got some, some excessively little humor. It's got a lot of improv. It's got a, a scene or two that, you know, ties it all together. Kind Got of a, a couple scenes way. you can't you, you can't do if you remade this movie. Which ones? The, it's only been seven years. No, the only the only scene that I think you couldn't do again, you'd have to change the song. The um oh, the, the FA Schwartz me. piano with sh- them playing stronger. No, it's not stronger. It's fucking runaway. or runaway. So Sorry. that so that bothered me a lot. So I've I've just now seen this movie. Yeah, and that song came out around that time, maybe a couple years beforehand. It was, like, the perfect song to do in that scene. I have been trying to get that song in a movie forever and wrote it into the movie that I wrote. And I didn't even realize until I'm watching the scene, I'm like, oh, fuck, this is a perfect use of the song. Well, that sucks. Oh, wait, right. I just shouldn't put a Kanye song in my movie anymore, you know? Um... I shouldn't write music in my... Never mind. There's neither here nor there. Tope, don't yell at me. Uh, I mean, the, the scene is still funny. It's ruined because of Runaway. Well, but it, but it's... It's not. That's an amazing we, song. We can and, have an argument yeah. about the separation oh, of the artist. Oh, look. And the art. I'll support it all you want. I'm not supporting him, but if you're going to no. say... Fine, fine, go for it. No, but that's not what I mean. That's not what I mean at all. I know, I'm just fucking with you. <laughs> What if I had voice changing technology to make you say I like Hitler? Right now? That'd be amazing. <laughs> That'd be great. And why would I finally have used it in like four hundred? You know how many times I would have used that by now? You would never even know. You don't listen to this. I can do it anytime I want. Oh, I listen. Yeah, right. You know how I know you wouldn't do it? Name me ten too, movies we've watched this year. You're too lazy to now edit. I, now the I am. Show. Yeah, yeah. I don't have to re-listen to us. Exactly. Um. Yeah, okay, that's, that's the only scene that you're referring to. That you yeah, 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 okay. that you couldn't really do now. It's just that, and that, and it was just for the Kanye song. It, like, it, you could do and it. And it's a great, it was a great it's a montage. It's a great montage. I love all the traditions, them showing, like, it just really did a good job of, you know, getting the vibe, like, oh, yeah, creating the vibe, like, they have the sweaters. It and, gives you the Christmas vibe. Yeah. Uh, of course, I think I mentioned it a couple weeks ago when we were talking about it, but... Maybe Christmas and Hollis is a little overused at this point, but it's still, it's a Christmas movie that, you know, has a little bit of an edge or, you know, a hipness to it, so you gotta have it in there. Um, the, and the, the other thing was the, the core three had really great chemistry. Oh, together. they have excellent so chemistry. So we already knew yeah. that from 50-50 with Rogan and, and Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Yes. And then you had Anthony Mackie, who I feel like can have chemistry with anybody. He could have chemistry with a paper bag. Sure. He... I mean, the, great. I mean, in Pain and Game, we talked about he had so much chemistry with Rebel Wilson, and she 
is not exactly yeah. your favorite. Well, and also the great chemistry with the you know the three again yes. in a trio with the Rock and, he, and Mark Wahlberg. Right, and he's just and he's great chemistry with needles in his butt. I was every, gonna say the same thing. Why does he put needles except, in his butt in every ex- movie? Except the movie, except the character where he is a super soldier, <laughs> where he is one hundred percent clean and has never had an ounce of anything in his system at all. Um, <laughs> the the scene where they go to his mom's. House. Oh my gosh, that was and they play awesome. the, and they play the N sixty four together like that was like a perfect example of like showing their chemistry. It it didn't beat you over the head with anything. It laid the groundwork from the past, the present, where they're going in the future. It was it was it, awesome. it was that just was really scene. great. And it it and again goes back to that like authenticity and that like relatability of of the movie. It's like yeah, who ha- we we have traditions like that like. You know, when Topia was over the other day, y'all played your NBA... I want to talk about that. Streets versus... Shirts versus skins or whatever. It's called uh, street ball, but go ahead. The street ball. Or black top, I believe. Black top. Mm-hmm. Y'all play that every time. Yeah, it's our little tradition. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That's, what but, that's the point I'm trying to make. Like, everybody has that, whether it's yeah. like a video game or something. It's like that nostalgic tradition with your friends or your family. Yeah, yeah everyone has something. Um, but why don't you want to talk about it? Because it's they're my games and he beats me every single time. Oh yeah, that's right. He doesn't ever. He doesn't even play play them. No, he doesn't own them. He doesn't own them at all. Does he, he own a game system? No. Tope hasn't owned a game system since what two thousand and fifteen? No, probably since like two thousand and five. Man, you suck. So, what did you not like about the movie? <laughs> No, I, I, there wasn't a whole lot I didn't like. Um, there. I, I have some things. <laughs> well, I'm trying to read through my notes here. Um, um, I didn't. I, I understood the need for like the whole. Chris's like sports friends and the football player and all of that. Mm-hmm. I understood it, but I didn't think it was really necessary. I think I think his plot wasn't as uninteresting as Joseph Gordon Levitt's. Like like Joseph Gordon Levitt's whole deal, like he was kind of propped up to be like essentially the main character of the three, and his whole arc was kind of the least interesting to me. Like mm-hmm. he's the one that has like the weird Santa fight. He's the one like he was supposed to kind of be like an oddball at first. Like when they first go. Like, get together at the party they're having. He's, like, playing piano with the kids and the way he's explaining his music and stuff. Like, you're meant to feel like there's something a little off-kilter with him. But it's just that he's kind of uninspired and, you know, grieving a past relationship. There's not anything, like, else underneath there. Um, and and also, like, you know, so you, when we also first see him, he's working this, like, coat check job as an elf. He's getting abused verbally by fucking, what's his fucking name? Oh, uh, Randall Kim, uh, Randall Park, sorry, because he played Kim Jong-un. Um, and, like, he finds the tickets to the party that they've been trying to go to forever. Like, I don't know, just something about, like, that whole through line, unless Lizzie Kaplan was involved, I was kind of like... Yeah, I think you know, it was the most uninteresting of the It was three. the most, it was the I driest, the most paint-by-numbers. Yeah, I th- think the complete opposite of Seth Rogen and his whole plot. Oh, so- I loved it. The entire story. I'm going to go ahead and say Seth Rogen's MVP of the movie. I think he... He crushes this movie. Crushes it with, like, the emotional pieces, like, with, like, becoming a dad. And then, like, 
his trips on all of the different drugs and then like saying like the the Hebrew prayer in the church and I just think that he had a lot to do probably you know due, due to the writing of the movie but he also I think just did it so well and I'm like yeah he is in full command that, of like his persona and his yeah. character in this and that you expect him to kind of be more so like you know the straight and narrow because one. he's like the dad right and then like it's the way it's set up for Jillian Bell to give him like the drugs to have like his last night of partying and then just the way that he over the course of the movie just continually loses his shit like the way he's like actively tripping during karaoke and his interaction with Mindy Kaling and mm-hmm. him in the church with the baby is one of the funniest things oh I've God, ever seen oh my god that creepy ass kid him hallucinating the baby going Fuck you. Fuck you. <laughs> you made like, me rewind it. <laughs> I was dying. And then his... It was... So, I don't know what it is. I I get creeped out by kids. Like, the very first movie that we did on this podcast was Looper. Yep. With Joseph Gordon-Levitt, funnily enough. Mm-hmm. That had a creepy-ass kid mm-hmm. that gave me nightmares. Like, I don't like that kind of creepy-ass kid. I like these kind of creepy ass kids that were funny, in this movie. Like funny babies creepy. with their mouths moving with words coming out of them. That's <laughs> what it is. Uh, and that was after the scene at Chris's mom's place where he doesn't realize he has Minnie Kaling's phone. He's texting this guy back and forth about <laughs> his dick. About his dick. He's like, oh, yeah, it's a, yeah, it's a great dick. Good for you, good. man. And he, he's like trying to convince him to suck it. And he's like, I mean, I've, I've never I've been interested, you know, but, you know. That's a nice looking dick. Yeah, like, <laughs> it was. Like every scene, it was, just... and also like that through line of you know because very early on when he have he's having his bad trip, he has this like he records himself having this freak out on his phone, and then of course he's worried about his wife seeing it, and then ultimately you know she has a, a false alarm with her pregnancy, and you know he comes clean about it, and she's like, yeah, I'd I'd be weird if you didn't feel that way. Yeah, I'm terrified. <laughs> yeah, like... I'm fucking horrified. Yeah, yeah, like I you're my rock, but you know you're not fucking perfect. All that stuff flat out worked for me. Um, I, I agree, I the, agree. The stuff that didn't, other stuff that didn't work for me. So I talked about kind of like the, the other two arcs. The movie's book ended very oddly with like this being a story told by a Tracy Morgan Santa. So the first scene, like the way, the way, like kind of, I guess you would say like the, the preamble, uh, the prologue is about you know, these three characters' backgrounds and Joseph Gordon-Levitt's parents dying and his friends always being with him but them getting older. And it's like this run, like this nursery rhyme, like this Christmas... A rhyming... Rhyming story. story. Yeah. And, like, it is very poorly structured. Like... It, yeah. It, it, it didn't have the right number of symbols at any point. Syllables. Syllables. It didn't have the right number of syllables at any point to, like sound like flowy or Christmassy at all. It also doesn't help that it's Tracy Morgan. <laughs> like you can hear it. It's like, is that fucking Tracy yeah, Morgan? Yeah, that's exactly what my note was. I was like, why is Tracy, Tracy Morgan, Morgan the narrator? Yeah. Like, why is he the narrator? And then like, like, it just doesn't happen again for the rest of the movie. Until the end. Until the very last scene where you see Tracy Morgan, like in Santa's workshop, like telling the story to his elves. And of course the other, or not, elves and angels. Cause Michael Shannon's character, who is like the drug dealer throughout the movie that they have to interact with, it turns out that he 
is A, the person that puts on the Nutcracker Ball every year, and B, an angel who gets his wings for, like, doing a good deed. Bonkers. Yeah, it's... it's, it's this movie starts out super pretty, realistic. Yeah, it's, it's And then it gets funky, fucking off of the walls. But then it's like, but am I on drugs? Like, you know, like, I didn't know who I was supposed to be. And it also doesn't help that this movie, my, my final kind of complaint about it, the the two of the three characters, less enticing plot lines, and then the awkward book-ended Santa stuff. The third thing I had a problem with was, um, well, I guess there's a minor one. I didn't like the scene on the subway, like the three of them arguing. Oh, yeah, I didn't and, like, like fighting. fighting. It. It was trying to, like, amp the drama up and, like, give a little bit of um, of tension and a little bit of, you know, strife to overcome for the characters. It just felt, like, tonally off from the movie. And, yeah. like, it didn't seem like, I, I don't know, I, just, I didn't like that. And then we finally get to the party. And the party is built up as, like, this is going to be fucking amazing. They've been trying to go to this thing for, like, 20 years, yada, yada, yada. And we get there. And it just turns into, and I've said it before, one of my problems with the Apatow brand of comedies is let's get a few famous people to, like, quote-unquote play against type and the audiences will roll in their seats because, oh, look at Miley Cyrus saying these things or yeah. look at James Franco popping up and being weird again. Yeah. And it just didn't fit with I the, didn't it, it, it think just, the Miley Cyrus stuff was necessary I, I think she's she, a great singer I, th- I didn't think it was necessary I didn't think it was I thought she was actually pretty good I thought she kind of played ball really well I liked, oh yeah she I liked her does. you know imp- improvisation and like with the Joseph Gordon-Levitt Tommy Hannah yeah just kidding like, like like she seemed to be having fun she did a good job I think with that's it. just how she lives her life but man. the rest of the party is just kind of a mess and it just didn't feel in line with the rest of the movie. Sure, if this party is so private that, you know, you have to get through the back of a, a Korean grocery store. And I was like this, the bodega freezer. and then tunnel the, of lights and, you know. The, a boat? I was like, not. Like, sure, famous people are going to be there. I get that. But it's, to me, after having seen so many of these now, almost like a crutch of... Mm. You know, uh, we need we need you know another fifteen twenty minutes to pad a runtime. This one wasn't as egregious as some of the other ones. Yeah. Um. But it, it it just it it's the same problem I have among many uh, with like modern Chappelle stand up. Like modern Chappelle stand up, half of his shit is about like fame and like his experience and like other famous people when like. Classic Chappelle shit was just fucking life. Or, like, commenting on that stuff, but definitely a tier below. Instead of, like, this is just a rich guy yelling about other rich things. Right, right, right. Exactly. And, and it, that it's that is, relatability factor. And that's what's kind of fallen into for me with, you know, a lot of the Apatow stuff is, oh, well, you know, it, it just feels like rich on rich jokes <laughs> instead of aspiring to get there and still like punching up to them mm. you're kind of just actually naturally boxing at you know at a lateral level mm-hmm. and it's just that's not as exciting to me right um it's just not funny uh so yeah so that that was another thing that i was kind of a little disappointed with um but the rest of it i mean we already discussed 
MVP, it's it's Seth Rogen. It's. I mean, it's just like that whole stretch of when he's in the church, and the the crazy baby, and he barfs and he runs out of there. <laughs> we didn't kill Jesus. I lost my my goddamn mind. It what was is... gone. It was just. I just feel like he. I mean, he is so charismatic anyway, but I just feel like it was at another level here. He literally goes from like back to back to back to back scenes, uh, tripping balls at the karaoke place and making that video, Mm -hmm. then going to Chris's mom's place. What? Oh, that was like, then he snored in the cocaine. Right. Bleeding into the martini. Yep. Well, that's all the karaoke bar. Yeah. And then Chris's mom and the dick text conversation. Mm -hmm. Into like the nativity stuff, into the church. It's just like that's just like an unassailable like forty five minutes. It's like it's it, it, it was, and just... he has little moments in between that are still just like he's just permanently fucking bonkers. And it was just Absolutely. a lot of fun to watch it was a lot him. Of fun to watch because I, I feel like a lot of times now he either has to be a very specific character that he's not the best at playing. Or he's basically playing a a boring version of himself. And in this, the expectation was he's playing a boring version of himself. And it turns out that he's just himself toned up to like 15, which is like perfect. Yeah, um, absolutely. So this is his first MVP, believe it or not. We've done a lot of his movies, but he's never actually gotten MVP. He has gotten an LVP previously. I believe he's the LVP for Horton. Here's a who. Um, cause he, you know, he's done a lot of voice work as joked about in Chippendale Rescue Rangers and, uh, he's uh, never pulled it down, but here he has. So the first, um, MVP for Seth Rogen. Congratulations. Wow, Seth Rogen. Good, good job, buddy. Glad it was on a Christmas movie. <laughs> How was oh. that on a scale of one to 10? Want me to do it again? Yeah, do it again. <laughs> do it again. <laughs> it's like you're like it's like you ate someone what do you mean I don't know <laughs> if I ate someone it'd be like <laughs> oh god I almost threw up <laughs> ooh that actually hold on ooh I'm okay that was scary yeah. my heart's beating really fast now don't be Seth Rogen everybody <laughs> If I die before Seth Rogen, that'd be terrible. Oh my gosh. Um, so other people I had on my MVP radar, uh, I'm normally pretty hit or miss on Jillian Bell, but she was a big hit for me in this. And I, I think part of it was kind of like her being tied to Seth Rogen for so much, but mm. she was having to be more of the straight man in her scenes and I think when she is riffing on the comedy instead of like trying to generate it, I think she's a lot better. Most of the shit she said was very funny. All of her quips back at Seth Rogen in the church mm-hmm. were hysterical. Um, yep. The dream sequence he has when they're watching like their his daughter stripping. Oh yeah, and she's like saying, "Oh, Pop that pussy." <laughs> Is just very very funny. So she was she would have been my my runner up on the MVP front. Um, let's get into LVP. It's not it's not Joseph Gordon Levitt and it's not Anthony Mackie because they both were were great in their own their own ways. Um, they just were overshadowed by Seth Rogen in this particular movie. 
Uh, who do you have for LVP? Um, kind of a, a hard decision here because I feel like you, like you said, like the ensemble cast is is really good. Um, it's 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 hard to pick someone, but so I originally wrote down Michael Shannon. I don't think it's Michael it's Shannon. Not. So at I was all. worried because the very very first scene, um, is Anthony Mackie and him, right? I think Mackie's the first yeah. one that goes into the car. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, he's going to be the famous good actor who just doesn't fit in this funny movie because he's trying to do too weird a shit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, we've had that plenty before where it's like, oh, it'll be so funny if we get Academy Award mm-hmm. nominee mm-hmm. blank and they just kind of like are in our movie and are just like doing their thing. Mm-hmm. And like, it never really works. Um, so I was really worried it was going to be him. And then as the movie wore on, I kind of really liked what he was doing and it wasn't him. So I was happy there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I have two nominees. One is very, they're both pretty minuscule in terms of screen time and what they did. The first one is, uh, the guy that plays Tommy Owens, the quarterback. His name's Aaron Hill. Yeah, I didn't like that guy. So I know I just made a complaint about, like, celebrity, but, like, why don't you just get, like, Aaron Rodgers for that? Or... Because you, could, you, couldn't, you couldn't halfway crucify him. <laughs> oh, that's, that's, right. that's why. You couldn't halfway crucify Aaron Rodgers. Uh, for, but that's really fucking funny. I like, mean, it's, it was really funny. Like, like, I can hear the line, like, oh, my God, I just crucified Aaron Rodgers. Like, that's so much funnier than, a, like, a no-name, made-up quarterback... I'm sure there's probably something with endorsements or something, but he had the fucking old Green Bay Packers and Pitch Perfect too. That's just as sacrilegious as fucking this. <laughs> but like, you could have had like even like a, a C tier. Like I'm trying to think in 2015, who could you fucking gotten? Uh, fucking I don't know, Kirk Cousins at like, the time. <laughs> like you could have gotten something Patrick like Mahomes. That. No, no, he was still like in fucking high school then. Yeah. Um, but I just didn't like. He just wasn't a good actor. And yeah. Again, I like pinpointing those characters in the movie were like, I felt like they were supposed to be a bigger deal. Mm. And I'm guessing they weren't because like his acting wasn't good enough. So they just, you know, cut down the part or whatever. around. Yeah. Sure. So that was one. Uh, my other one would be James Franco. I don't think he was in it enough, but yes, I think that's, True. Not even for... I mean, the same thing you could say about the, the quarterback. He was literally in two quick phone conversation scenes and a little I bit of a party. I guess that's true. It's a good surprise, because they, they talk about, like, oh, James and his dick and stuff, and, like, I didn't see it coming. So I, was, yeah, ah, I bet you didn't. I bet. Yeah, hey, don't worry. I'm, I'm over 30. He's not interested in me. Um. So, like, again... It's a context thing now of like, oh, there's James Franco. You have to deal with this now. He's a piece of shit. Um, I think it's harder because of how much... I was already thinking of how much I'm going to have to deal with that with these movies. Like, you know, we basically had like our own like modern day comedy version of like Newman and Redford. And now it's yeah. just fucking gone forever. Yeah. Because he's just an asshole. Absolutely. Um, but I also just didn't think he was good. Like, he was... Very much. He plays himself. Yeah. And he was just being too much of that. Isn't it so funny? He's going to be attracted to another guy like Seth Rogen stuff with like Minnie Kalen like smushed in between them. I just didn't 
it just wasn't for me. Um, so those would be my two. Um, if you had anybody else, I'm I'm all ears. No, but, I think that's good. Because it's not, like I said, none of the principles. I will never say a bad thing about Lizzie Kaplan. She's a saint. And the future, uh, <laughs> I almost said something terrible. The future mother-in-law of my daughter. <laughs> mother-in-law of my daughter? You meant stepmother? Stepmother of my daughter, yeah. Mother-in-law would be... Her son marries Jillian. Oh, that's a good way to get her in our life. Okay, that's fine. But then it'd be weird, because then, like, you know... Let's move on. Uh... <laughs> um, it took me a while to realize who the bus driver... Uh, the bus driver, the limo driver, or the fucking Red Bull machine was. It's Nathan Fielder, who I know all of my friends and everybody that has, like, an opinion on entertainment absolutely loves... But I've never seen a second of Nathan for you. I've never seen a second of the rehearsal. I thought he was original, originally going to be a candidate, and then he had a couple really funny lines, particularly when like he, they have to chase down. Uh, were they chasing down Alana Glazer in the car? Yes. Yeah, and he's like, "Let's fucking do it!" Like, and I then, that was... and then and then the car crash, and he's like, "I fucked up." Yeah, I, I thought he was very funny, um, and all that. But uh, yeah. yeah, who who be going with? The, the the football guy. Football guy, Aaron Hill. Who, he's just an actor. He was He's best known for his portrayal of Beaver on the TV show Greek. Who was he on Mad Men? Hold on. Hold on. This is important. Who were you on Mad Men, dude? Carl Winter. I don't recognize. That's an early season. Indian Summer. Yep, don't, don't remember that one. I'm going to start a Mad Men rewatch. Hope you don't mind. No, I don't. I'll, I'll do it with you. Oh, no, no, no. I'm not going to do it with you. I'm going to just do it. That's so what? mean. Samantha, we st- were like, we're going to finally get around to watching Ozark. Like two months ago. We watched ago. two episodes. We watched two episodes. You know how long it would take us to rewatch Mad Men together? As long as Mad Men was on the fucking air. You know how many shows I want? I want to rewatch Breaking Bad. Oh, yeah. With I, you. I just started rewatching I, certain episodes. We well, no, I want to rewatch them from the beginning. I want to rewatch Breaking Bad mm-hmm. and Mad Men, and I want to watch Ozark, mm-hmm. and I want to rewatch. I'm saying this lap right now? What is this? <laughs> I literally have a list on my phone. We, uh, another thing, uh, movie that's on. Oh, is it on? I didn't see it when I was looking today. That Matilda I thought was supposed to start, but I guess it didn't. Um. We still haven't watched Winning Time, The Rest of Better Call Saul, the new season of Space Force. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I still want to watch Pam and Tommy. Still mm-hmm. want to watch The After Party. I want to watch those too. White Lotus, Severance, yep, yep, The Bear. Yep. yep all yep, of that. Yep. I want to watch all of those things as well. Yeah. Great. Cool. It'll never happen. At this no, point. it's going to happen. We both need to get like super COVID and be out for like two months together. Yeah, but the problem is that we can work from home, so we. Nah, I got super COVID. It's in my hands. <laughs> <laughs> my hands are just crippled, debilitating hand COVID. Um, do you have any friend traditions at all? <sighs> Not really. Yeah, you barely have friends. So. Yep. Didn't you and Carly used to do something lame? Excuse me, no. <laughs> just say that because I know she's going to listen to this. No, Carly has tradition. She has Christmas Eve Eve. Um, I'm not asking her, about her. Her and her sisters would go with um, friends of ours to Jackson's every year. I don't know if they still do it or not. Mm. I thought you had something where, like, you guys, like, every time you saw me, you, like, exchanged something. Or... Well, yeah, we had luck, duck, and peace geese, like our little <laughs> plastic ducks that we don't have anymore. Oh, my 
I don't know what happened to them. <laughs> Hold on. They were so it, it was you sandbagging son of a bitch. <laughs> it was I'm a, like, didn't you guys like have a thing and you're like trying to no. do everything you can it to was, avoid it? What the fuck were these things called? So it was a little rubber duck that had a shamrock on it. So that was luck duck. Luck duck. Okay. Right, okay. And then there was a little rubber duck that was just like a hippie. Yeah. Like a peace sign, and it was called peace geese because those that rhymes. You can't call it peace duck. That's stupid. <laughs> stupid. So, so Luck Duck and Peace Geese, yeah. which I think Jillian watches on Netflix. Um, it's a great show. And this ended when? Um, I, we're, we're not sure what happened. Uh, who fucked it up? With them. I'm not sure who who has. Did somebody, did one things. person always have both? And like, no. I have Peace Geese. You have Luck Duck. I, I, I don't know the answer to that question. <laughs> and I don't think I want to have continue this conversation with you anymore with how aggressive you are. I'm not, I'm having so much fun. I have like 50, what traditions do you have? I have like 50 more questions. Cool. So with like rubber ducks you get out of like like the arcade like yep. like claw machine yep. and one woman just so I can I can probably get you. This is going to be my goal. Mm. I'm saying right now she's hearing this you're sitting right here mm-hmm. so you're not listening to this. Uh, I'm going to get you guys a new luck duck and a new peace geese. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to get you a third one. I look forward to that happening in six years when you finally win something out of that machine. Oh, oh no, those are a uh, win every time. I'll put like 50 bucks in one of those things and just keep getting ducks. We're going to have a fucking dub of ducks until I just found... Julian collects them. Good, so she's going to have a whole bunch more until I get a shamrock one and a hippie one. Okay. Trust me Good. on this. great. I'm going to get you guys, I'm going to start your tradition back up again. Thank so you. I can experience, I might even get you a third one. Luck, duck, peace, geese, and uh, uh, ballard, mallard. It's a <laughs> duck that sings. That, that's that is ridiculous. Ballad, no mallard, ballard, uh, like a Finn Ballard. A Finn Ballard, the Ballard, ballard of a demon duck. Um, I have too many, so I don't know why I'm laughing. Nobody gives a fuck. <laughs> can I just can I just go on the oh, record and so say much that? Fun. Can I just go on the record and say, no one gives a fuck about what you do. And you go and jack yourself off <laughs> That's not with your friends. That's not what we do at all. We don't play Icky Biscuit or whatever it's called. <laughs> um, so, uh, we used to have fast food Thanksgiving. Yeah. Um, in cool. college. Yep. Yep. When you would that drink. That took years off of my life. Yep. yep. You got a fatty liver, dude. Because um, of that. Probably because I. Chris, this I, has already been forty-five minutes. We don't have enough time for you to go. Through we normally go an hour. That's why I'm trying to make this stretch. <laughs> uh, we had fast food Thanksgiving, where yes, I drink gravy and put donuts on roast beef sandwiches, and you know, all this garbage and jazz. Um, Black Friday was Rich and I's thing. We'd go out Black Friday shopping together. I think for actual like holidays, I always make it a point to call. My two best friends on, I always make sure to physically, I, I never call anybody, but I make sure to call Rich and Andrew on Christmas, because um, they're, you know, family. And then for Andrew specifically, I now every year make sure I get him as much bad presents as I can, and we do a, a, a gift exchange over Zoom where I watch him open them and, and laugh and cry about all the awful lengths I went to torture 
his inevitable moving and having to keep all the garbage that he has. Mm. Um, that's really it. I mean, in terms of like family traditions, God, you know, I have, we have to put the same bad first ornament on the tree and we have the same stuff to eat. And, you know, there's, I'm a, I'm a pretty sentimental guy when it comes to like traditions for, for things. So Christmas, you know, is, what? we've created our own. We started, you know, Trying to go see a movie on either Christmas Eve or Christmas Day or the day after Christmas, depending on... Yeah, because that, that's where the Jewishness comes from. Right. It's my Jewish tradition. Yeah. We're going to go have Chinese food one year, too. It's going to be awesome. One year. I think it... I want to say it was either the last year we went up to Ohio for Christmas before my grandmother passed. So it was either my senior year of high school or my freshman year of college. Um, my aunt always... My mom always did Thanksgiving. My aunt always did Christmas. And we had Christmas dinner. My family eats... Their holiday dinner is like super early, like two, three o'clock. And we were on our way back to the hotel and my sister and I were just fucking hungry. So we just stopped at like a like a house of Hunan, like in like like the Summit Mall area and just got like a bunch of fucking Chinese food and took it back to the hotel and enjoyed the shit out of it. It was a it was a lot of fun. Um Yeah, we'll do that one year. We we're gonna try to create our own stuff here over the next few years with with our little one. I was talking to her tonight when she was um, going to bed um, about, you know, she was kind of down tonight because she did a couple things that, you know, we were disciplining her, but, you know, she was upset that she thought she was going to be on the naughty list now. We're like, Jillian, you're, you're fine. Just remember when you're acting this way. Right. That remember the Santa's feeling. always watching and yada, yada, yada. So, I was talking to her when I was reading her, and then I was like, but Christmas is going to be great. I'm like, this is really going to probably be the first Christmas you really remember, because do you remember last year's Christmas? And she's like, yeah, I got Jesse. And I'm like, Jillian, that was three years ago. <laughs> she goes, yeah, I got my ukulele. And I go, Jilly, you don't have a ukulele. <laughs> she goes, no, my Vampirina. And I go, that was even before then. And then I was like, and then I couldn't remember what we did for Christmas last year. Because I remember the year before, I was like, you got your iPad, and you got your scooter like two years ago. And I was like, oh, right. You got, we got the tickets to the wrestling show. We got the tickets to the Frozen show mm-hmm. last year. Um, and then that was all I could remember. So this should, I want to make sure this is the year that like she actually remembers Christmas. Um, what else? She, she got her, her baby doll from Em and Kara last year. I'm looking through the, uh, looking through the, uh, the videos now. I can do this after we're done. <laughs> but yeah, it was a good... A good time, a good year, and uh, we'll make plenty more traditions. Oh, you got Morris last year. Where the fuck is Morris? Morris on that dumbass bag? Good, keep him there. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> He's behind you. Anything else on the night before? No, I think we covered it. Surprised you weren't bemoaning this because the night before, this is your birthday. Yeah, it is, so. Yeah, Christmas People Eve. People can celebrate. Everyone's happy on my birthday. It's because it's my birthday. Oh, right. You're the person that still thinks Christmas lights are for you. Yeah, they are. Yeah. Let's score it. How can you get mad? The little Jewish girl who Whoa. didn't really grow up around a lot of Christian people thinking, oh, these people all decorated their lights. The only significant event happening right now is my birthday. You, you went to public school. I did. You no, knew I knew what... all about Christmas. I, we had a Christmas tree and everything. I just was trying to make myself sound sympathetic and not like an asshole but been around you too long 
What what score are you gonna give the? <laughs> I nominated, so you scored first. Oh, is the rule. um, I I I I laughed so hard, um, at some of this. It was it just really got me. Um, I just think it's great. I surprised it took us so long to watch it. I hope to put it into like our movie rotation for like the holidays. Oh yeah, I'd absolutely you watch know, this every absolutely. year for the holidays. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna give this movie like an eight. I really dug it. I was also giving it an eight. Yeah. I, I think an eight is a good solid score for it. Um, the problems that I was talking about get pretty well swept under the rug for me just because of mm-hmm. the rest of it mm-hmm. balancing it out. It's not overstepping its bounds. It, it takes a couple swings that don't necessarily work in terms of the structure. And like you said, it's how it gets a little batty and bonkers near the yeah. end with some of the supernatural elements to it, but as just an R-rated Christmas comedy, you really can't go wrong with this. So, and I think an eight is a good solid score for it. Yeah, I agree. Well, let's review the schedule. Next week, and we're recording it right after this, will be our actual Christmas episode, Ace and the Christmas Miracle. You are not going to want to miss that one. Absolutely. Um... And then after that, we'll do your birthday movie, which you selected this year to be A Bug's Life. Then, in just two weeks' time, three weeks' time, the nominations for the 2023, sorry, 2022 Mullet Awards. Oh, my gosh. Get prepared. Get ready. Um, Because you lost last year, I believe, right? No. You won last year? Uh, It was a tie, I think, last year. I don't remember. Your, your bullshit caused D2, The Mighty Ducks, to be the best movie of the year. So I, Not my bullshit. I'm not the one. I voted once. Mm-hmm. I voted once, too. Okay. And it's some, not my fault that, that... Augie probably voted four times. Augie hasn't voted in an election, and he probably voted for D2 twice. Four times, whatever. Um, after that, we have, on the docket... Don't get mad because you are an idiot. 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. Know your audience. Everything, everywhere, all at once. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, bringing our guest star series back. You're, um, the movie that you picked to watch for winning the reading challenge, Young Frankenstein. Mm-hmm. And then our pick em off list with Benjamin Button. Which leads us to February 17th, two months from now. What a, what uh, a significant movie. And what date. a significant date, because it will be our 16 year anniversary as a couple. Samantha, nominate two movies. So, when I found out when this was going to air, I was like, oh. So, there's two, two, two avenues I can go here, right? It could be really kind and sweet, go with like a romantic, lovey-dovey movie, right? Mm-hmm. Or I can go with the opposite, mm-hmm. right? I, I was going to try to do like, oh, the first movies we saw together, but... I've already, already nominated them. Right, exactly. I know you stole my thunder, so yep. thanks a lot for that. So, I... I think I'm going to try to go with one of each of these avenues and see kind of what, what you think. Um, I'm going to go with The Wedding Singer. Okay. And uh, John Tucker Must Die. Oh, The Wedding Singer. <laughs> God, are <you> kidding me? <laughs> we even own that movie? Gross. Now, I always forget this. Would this technically classify as this year's for the can't pick? Or would it, it's it would, when we watch it. When we watch it. So that'll close that list off for this year, and that'll start next year. So John Tucker Must Die. Is next year's starts can't that pick. Can't pick list off for next year. So The Wedding Singer will be 
um, the movie we watch in February. I think that's that's nice. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I have no yeah. problem with the winner. Was yeah. Lemon Singer actually nominated by somebody before? I don't think so. Not not us. I meant like from. I'm thinking of another. Oh, I'm thinking of uh, Happy Gilmore. Happy Gilmore was nominated by Tope. I knew there was an Adam Sandler movie on this list, so. Uh, awesome. Well, thank you guys so much for listening to this week's episode of Married Movies. We encourage you, as always, to go to arcadeaudio.net for this podcast and the others in our network of shows. Rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, Patreon.com slash arcadeaudio for bonus content from not only this show, but the others in our network. Um, Facebook.com slash Married Movies at MarriedWMovies on Twitter. MarriedMovies at gmail.com. Let us know what you think of the show. For me, at your host, Malt38, on Instagram. For you, at Jam with your Sam. Also for me, arcadeaudio.net slash podwoggle for my retro wrestling diary world. This week's episode is Bash of the Beach, 1997, main evented by Dennis Rodman. Um, yeah, that's that's all I got. I'm trying to save oh my myself because it's getting late. And I know we're about to do. I gotta get up early tomorrow, so I I think we should maybe postpone this. Oh no no no, 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 no! I'm not waiting to talk about this any longer. Okay. I'm not waiting. For Mullet. This is Mullet. Signing out for this week's episode of Married with Movies. We'll catch you next time on our couch. Slash the movies. Can I play Runaway at any point? I think it's a play. Either now or at the beginning or. I mean, I I suppose. Yeah. I'm not gonna play like like an audio clip of him being interviewed this month. <laughs> Maybe we should just stay away from it altogether. Arcade Audio. Play more at arcadeaudio.net.